0: Alright, welcome. Welcome to Chess Club. I appreciate you for tuning in, swiping up and tapping the link. Uh, that's a lot of trust you gave that link. Thank you for joining this conversation. Today's conversation is going to be a little serious. No um, no funny business. Uh, I, there's jokes, but a little bit on the serious note. I've had this guest on before. This is um, Max Mata. Am I pronouncing that last, that last name right?
1: Yeah, I guess it gets scrapped all the time. It's meta, but meta. yeah.
0: I had you on the on the podcast earlier. We were talking about mental health, and yeah. can I be honest with you? Since that podcast, I expected like a little bit of residue, uh, beneficial like healing from from a man of your stature in the field. And if I'm being completely honest, my mental health has been like balls to the walls since then. Like
1: like good balls to the walls? Good
0: balls to the walls. I've been very observant awesome. and I've been trying to, like you know, keep on keeping on. But That's you're good. here today and I appreciate you for joining me. You're here today because your father, uh, who, who also birthed your brother, which I, I, I met during my years in school, Louis or Mac. I don't know. Louis. He, he, he likes to go by his name. Um, you guys' dad is running for mayor of Brooklyn Park. Yeah. So my
1: dad's running for mayor. Um, he's fiscally conservative. There's, there's seven other people running or six other people running um, that are more on the democratic side um, and who are going to raise taxes um, because what they see, um, what, what they see as, as important, um, isn't important to my dad. Um, and, and those important things, to my the the things that that are important to my dad are the things that benefit um, a majority of the community, um, and at the end of the day, Minnesota has a high income tax. People are already losing a bunch of their money uh, once not they get over hundred thousand dollars. No,
0: consider this, and this is like uh, um, purely uh, what's the word I'm talking? About? I'm looking for like rhetorical, not rhetorical, like observational. I I don't know how to say this with the, I'm just going to not be politically correct. Cause that's how I speak best. I'm seeing a lot of people, a lot of churchgoers, especially a lot of people that play by their rules, uh, are friends with the IRS, are friends with the police, like our pro blue, are blue lives matter and anti-racism, but we're all like, not we, they are leaving Minnesota because they under, like they see what's happening. And these are the kind of people that are keeping businesses afloat with, with consistent capital. So when these people leave, it concerns me as someone that is preferably a long-term resident here. Right. What is something that we, and by we, I mean your father, assuming he's mayor, which I'm optimistic because I just personally like what he did uh, with you guys. And you guys are some smart, smart kids. um, No exaggerating. What can we do with him to change that to start pushing it maybe maybe not in reverse but maybe in a trajectory where I don't have to leave Minnesota because my church is getting cars broken into every Sunday
1: so one of the things that um my dad had stopped was the light rail from coming from uh it would basically be uh you know a system that would run from Minneapolis um, all the way up to Brooklyn Park, actually the uh, corporation of the, the Target uh, headquarters um, that's uh, just north of 610. Um, it would have gone all the way up there. Well, my dad stopped that because if he had um, allowed that to, to happen, um, think about all the crime we'd now be bringing uh, from Minneapolis all the way up here. Um, assuming and that,
0: assuming it like transfers over that what that means to someone like that thinks the way i do uh just another interpretation is a lot of businesses that are surviving on recognizability through like local like eric's bike shop that's going to turn into like a nike store that's also businesses leaving and that's like a you know, that's just my own personal take i'm sorry for interrupting you oh yeah you're good um
1: just supporting so what business yeah I, my, my dad's all about that. Um, he actually wants to build office buildings along 610 um, along the openings there, um, because a property's value goes up to the city. Um, if, if let's say you buy you know uh, a square foot of land and you build up that if if, if I have four floors, um, that building is worth less than if I have ten floors and so that's why my dad wants to build office buildings, because if you make houses in those spots, then you won't be able to tax that property as much. Um, the, you know, Because the, the, they're gonna be low-income housing. It's
0: gonna um, be literally housing instead of literally business. Right, and businesses,
1: and businesses are what pay out the most taxes. Um, right off of 85th by the Taco Bell, uh, right off of 252, uh, my parents have an office building. Um, and their business is is run in Brooklyn Park and, and neighboring cities um, where they do um, all sorts of services, um, including mental health work. Um, and so a lot of it is um, uh, Medicare and Medicaid, uh, meaning the government is fronting the money for people um, to get these services. Um, but my parents are working in uh, to get some private pay mental health services done um, by trained professionals. Um, and that's where my degree comes into play and where, where I go into the business, but my parents' business, that land that they have, they pay like $20,000 in taxes a year for that place. And so, um, when the taxes go up, it affects these businesses more than it does the residents, um, because they're just going to be taxed uh, more because it's an office
2: building, um,
0: and, Not and business facts. is always healthy uh, the way i see it is if there's business that means somebody out there just has a job and somebody out there is encouraging a job a business expan- expanding like turning like land that could be used to house people and housing people is a very sticky subject is i think much better utilized by providing jobs for maybe people that need to be housed it just right. it's, it's logical to me
1: Right. And most of the city is housing. I mean, look at us. We're, we're one of the biggest cities in Minnesota. So we have enough residents already. We don't need any more residents. Because what we need is businesses for the residents to be able to work. So they don't have to go into the city or they don't have to go, you know, out of, out of the city um, in order to find work. Um, and that's what my dad's all about. He's all about bringing in businesses, um, He's actually, I mean, if you're a fan of Canes and you're like me, who previously had to drive either to Blaine or all the way to Maple Grove, uh, he's the reason why they're building a Canes off of Zane, uh, right by the McDonald's, the Panera, the Freddy's, the Burger King. There's a Canes that's, uh, being developed there. Yep. You should
0: have led with that. Honestly, you're speaking my language (laughs) now, honestly. (laughs) Um... What yeah. about what about the crime? The like specifically, like people are leaving because it's they feel like they feel like right. Like I'm just gonna go super niche. Uh, a lot of immigrants that came here with me, and we all love this country. We would probably die for the country, but a lot of people like scared of the army. But we would honestly serve because we love this country it hurts my heart to see those people leaving because of what's happening. But what's happening is because of police mismanagement, right? So it all stems from one issue and it's management of police. So how does your father feel about the police budgets? Is it defund the police or is it more funds towards the police to improve the police?
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, you can, my, my dad's stance is, you can't defund the police. I mean, that's just, that's just hey silly. Man. Cause when you defund the police, it means that now there is there is less staff that can now be out in the community serving uh, its members. Um, but at the same time, he does believe that there are some bad eggs and they have to be held accountable. Um, and so, is how he plans on doing that is by having um, just just like you have a, a canine unit, a, a drug task force, you, you have the specialist. Within um, the the police force, there is no specialist for mental health. And in my experiences, nine nine times out of 10, if somebody's getting in trouble with the police, they probably have some sort of mental health uh, issues going on because you don't see normal people, um, you know, getting in trouble with the police all that often unless it's just a routine traffic stop. And so... What, what my dad wants to add into the budget is some extra money for the police so that they can have these people on staff so that they can be like, okay, we've got, we've got Louis here, and Louis has, um, has previous offenses um, and where we sent him to the hospital. Okay, he's been to the hospital. Maybe we need to send this staffer out here to see what he needs. Um, Otherwise, we should we, the the police should be sending him to the hospital so that he can um, be brought to the psych ward and they can deal with him and they can put him on the meds that he needs
2: um, like I, and, uh,
0: I, I would feel like someone would would uh upon hearing that the words "social worker" would pop into their mind, what, what do you think "social worker" would mean like, I feel like if certain crowds have a stigma towards the word "social worker" i don't I'm not really following i I don't really follow exactly what that figure would look like the figure that would assist the police officer with the mental health know-how don't really know what that figure would look like but social worker comes to mind and stigma comes to mind when i think of the word social worker if that makes sense
1: yeah um well i I think social workers are good um but then you know that comes into the conversation of uh will the social worker only be going to the scene you know what i mean and I, i don't think that can ever be the case um, because, let's be honest, cops aren't good at de-escalating. They're just good at, at, at putting bullets downrange and, and stopping a, a situation from escalating.
0: Or picking but, up after a situation.
1: Or, yeah. Like, you need somebody to be the de-escalator, and whether that's someone wearing a badge or a social worker, it doesn't really matter. You just need somebody to be trained on scene to handle the situation. Now, if there's a murder suspect on the loose, you're not going to send, you know, that, that officer who's trained in, in mental health on, on the scene or the social worker on that scene, right? It's going to be specific to what ditch, dispatch is saying. Um, and, and that's how we can, we can help these situations. Is, is, the, is the person talking crazy? Yes, he's, he's all over the place. Okay, well, he's probably in mania. Let's get him to the hospital right? Like, there needs to be somebody to be able to mediate between the cops and the mental health individual. Because let's be honest, the cops just don't have enough capacity to work with these people. I mean, I think people are asking a lot of police to say that, oh, well, they need mental health training, they need, you know, they need uh, all this extra training. Well, why don't we just find some staffers who are, are specialists in that? You know, you can't have a you can't have someone be a uh, canine specialist and also be a specialist in mental health. That's like asking me to be a doctor and a psychologist. Like, you just, people just don't do that. And so people just kind of have to have that kind of understanding that we need a specialist in mental health. Um, and under my dad as mayor, um, that would be added to the budget. And everybody would get behind that because uh, mental health is such an issue within
3: the within police engagement.
2: This is true.
0: Mental health is a I think a, a colossal speed bump, and the way of getting to a place where you can consider yourself lucky to be in America. You, you if you if you want to take advantage of this of this place, you gotta have all your ducks in a row. So if you don't have all your ducks in a row, but that that costs you your life. That's the issue. I'm glad yeah. that someone's working on solving the issue. Um, maybe another you
2: question. Know, Sorry. Oh, go ahead. no, please. Um, you know how Target in Minneapolis was looted, right? Right. Well, when
1: that happened, Target started moving all of their um all of their stuff to the Brooklyn Park location. And so, what did that do? That brought more business into Brooklyn Park because they added, you know. Wider selection, more more things. They had more things stocked, so it, it just led to a little bit extra boom within within business for Target in Brooklyn Park, uh, and and they're not going to go anywhere uh, from the Brooklyn Park location because the cops here aren't going to let what's happening um, in Minneapolis and in Brooklyn Center happen here,
0: um, and so. That does make me feel Dude, imagine getting a coffee, like, to the last few days since that uh, taser gun fiasco. Like, that, what, what happened on Saturday? Sunday, was it? The lady that uh, pulled a taser and now she's saying she wanted to pull a gun or something. I don't know the details. It's a very fresh case. I honestly...
1: Oh, yeah. She pulled her gun but meant to pull a taser and, and she shot him instead of tasing him.
0: So
2: she did shoot him? yeah is he is he alive no he's not alive yeah so she she was probably in the moment getting worked up and
1: she made a mistake um, but to me it's a pretty stupid mistake because you should know where
0: everything on your tool boat is yeah i think that, um, that's, uh, that's that's your job yeah um you have to take it seriously that, yeah, that, so I feel like that's for the courts. I feel like the uh, people will riot regardless of how the cases, case, plural, maybe cases, turn out. Um, yeah. What's trippy is like getting a coffee and seeing like in in the in your white suburban neighborhood, getting a coffee at Starbucks, and you see like ten patrol cars drive by, and then you're driving down the block, you're seeing like cops, like very and that brings security like I, there's no other way to like do i feel like i'm gonna like my house is gonna be in danger when i live in an area where i am more likely to you know engage with police pe- like me personally i live right next to a sheriff i feel as secure as can be because uh, i can talk to the guy we don't often because you no know, time but when you know the servants of your area, the protectors it's a little bit different, but when you see what's happening in Brooklyn Center, you get anxious you're like Brooklyn Center is right next door to Brooklyn Park right Who, who's managing my police? That's why i I am recording this podcast because I know you, not in person, but we've interacted online or Snapchat mostly. You got a pretty solid head on your shoulders. your dad probably does too um. I just wish that there was a way to see into the future to see how, um, if you want to call it the other side, quote-unquote, how they react to uh, cut taxes. Uh, not cut taxes, I would rather say ruined plans.
2: Like how they're going to raise taxes?
0: Yeah, I guess how they're going to react.
2: Are we prepared for, like multiple moves ahead. Yeah. Well, one thing I I can tell you that's right off the top of my head
1: is something about Boyd Morrison, who is a black veteran who has been awarded with the Purple Heart. That's, you know, that's awesome. That means he saved somebody's life
2: in combat. Awesome. Well, he's running with 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 the fact that he's a black man and that
1: he's been awarded this purple heart, um, and he's served the country. So, so, you know, vote for me so I can serve you once again. Okay. And that's a good message. I like it. Um, but the thing that I don't like is the fact that he had a conversation with my neighbor, um, talking about how, you know America uh, is inherently racist and and how you know if 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 he's voted in that he's gonna that he's gonna give the black people what they deserve well, like what does that mean what What does that mean? We're gonna yeah. give the black people what they deserve
0: that's a that's wow. that's a very risky statement. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, does that mean that my taxpayer dollars are gonna go to someone who, that isn't me? like it's I'm not gonna be benefited, and that sounds like The bullshit of the last eight years that we've had where it's tax increases that are only helping certain members of the community
0: yeah Um, and reparations uh, is tricky uh if i'm all for reparations because like literally slavery um period uh but i am also aware of a big money printer so you can't like I, i know that like once reparations start somebody's gonna be chances are somebody's going to continue paying for reparations. It's not going to be a one-time thing out of the pocket of a rich person. It's going to be a consistent thing out of the pocket of new immigrants. Right, and
1: out of the pockets of working
0: Americans. Working Americans, yeah. We're all immigrants, aren't we? Yeah, we all came from somewhere. Amen.
1: But I, I would have to disagree in the sense that I think it's too late for reparations. I mean, the damage has been done. How do we now decide who gets money and who doesn't what if lebron james's ancestors you know were slaves do, do we now give give him a lump sum of cash even though he's a millionaire like how is this stuff decided and who's going to pay for it does that mean i have to now pay for your reparations even though i did nothing wrong you know what i'm saying so so that's like a really hard conversation to even have
0: speaking of hard conversations to have uh since we kind of Started the episode and then kickstarted the episode a little bit later. We should talk about that first point you made in that first piece where uh, in Brooklyn Park specifically, the minority is white people. Um, yeah. And there are still prepositions, propositions of something that allegedly benefits the minority community of Brooklyn Park. But if white people are the minority and the legislature is for non-white people specifically almost... Uh, are they really are are the intended for minorities even going to the minorities? let that's, that's could you recap that that previous idea
1: yeah, so so basically in this, in the city of Brooklyn Park, white people are the minority. Um, i I couldn't tell you what the other ethnic groups
2: are, but I know we've got um, some Asian ethnic. Some African American ethnic, uh,
1: and then also some Muslim ethnic, yeah. Um, and so, <clears throat> is what happens is people on a on, on some committee go to the city manager and say, you know, what? we want a community sem- uh, a, a community um, center for for this group of people, and they're claiming that this group of people is a minority group. Well, it might be the minority in the United States, but this is the city level. So, who's the minority of of Brooklyn Park? It's white people. So, um, if anything, the white people should be getting benefited um, by these minority projects, but they're not. They're, the majority um, ethnic groups are, um, are 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 getting benefits. Um,
2: But technically speaking, um, the white uh, minority, um, I want to, I'd have to look at at the data again,
1: but all in all, white people are the minority um, if you lumped everyone else uh, together. So
0: like they're not like the minority as in like they can't find a job because everybody else is so pressured to include everybody else they're the minority in sense of like i don't know to free, free base the entire sentence brooklyn park is if you come from upper end life which i don't but brooklyn park is sort of if you're white enough like the ghetto but then again the ghetto is uh an abstract term just to be safe.
2: Well, in other words, the ghetto has white people in it, right?
0: Right. South Ground- of 85th has right. many white people. Speaking south of 85th, I heard on Game Theory, this YouTube channel, that Taco Bell wants to open this like big, big drive-through Taco Bell location off 85th. Does your dad know anything about that, or maybe you? Oh, um, know anything about that. They already have
1: a location
0: uh, yeah, this, that's
1: right yeah. off of 252. Where would this one be?
0: fifty two and eighty fifth. It would be I think I don't know for sure. I did see like a screen cap of uh like a uh satellite image. It was off of eighty fifth, the new location, but it wasn't the one where it is right now. Basically okay. the plan is to have like a big drive through with like uh tubes that deliver the food you just pull up say your order stay in oh, the yeah. same spot and then from up top above you is the kitchen.
2: Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but that would be a really cool idea.
0: But Taco Bell, I I don't want to quote them, but I think it is confirmed that's how like they want to do it. Um, I feel like that'll bring a lot of jobs to DoorDash drivers, especially maybe maybe the delivery will be smoother handoff. That's for sure. Um, I was just wondering if your dad had any part of that, like with canes. No, I, I don't think he he had any plan or.
1: It could have been um, some backdoor
0: stuff that just came to life for publicity sakes. It could have been, like, long established. I was just curious.
1: Yeah, because, uh, yeah, it's probably just something they've they've talked about doing, but
2: they haven't uh, talked to the city and, and gone through the process of building. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Where does your dad believe morality comes from?
0: Like, morals? Like someone's morals, like
2: the comp, like the little voice, the compass, whatever you want to call it. I like guess it's, it's not a question I mean, of religion. It's a question of like, do you feel like it's um, what unifies us?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, me and my. Me and my dad aren't, my whole family
1: isn't really all that religious, even though I went to a Catholic private school for four years. So we don't really discuss, you know, terms of morality. But, I mean, if you had to ask me, I would say that morality comes from uh, being raised right uh, and with good values. um, Because otherwise you are what you learn. Um, And I think that's pretty evident uh, from our other podcast of uh, programming. Um, that you are, what you see, you know what what you what your environment is,
0: um, and not only the environment, but how you perceive it,
1: you what, know, because
2: the lenses you were given through school. Say it again? The lenses you were given through school. Is that a statement? Um, uh, I think so. I, I mean, because the lenses that you get from school, I mean, that would just be
1: pretty uniform, no matter where you go, because you've got the popular kids, the misfits, and then, you know, groups around. the
0: experience, not the uh, program. Oh. Like, Like, I had this teacher, honestly, hardly relevant, I had this teacher that really emphasized looking at things through this lens, that lens, and, like, you know, switching lenses a lot is kind of unhealthy for maintaining a consistent view on things.
2: Well, do you really want to keep a consistent view on things? Because depending on what it is, you could just turn ignorant.
0: No, a view should be malleable. I think everybody should stay open-minded. Um, but at the same time, you can't just stay open without having any concrete cores. Right, yeah, if if your, your core value should core,
3: never be
2: malleable. How do you know your core value? It's just something that, that you operate with every day. It's not something that has to be said out loud, um, but it's done through action. Like, I would say that a core value of mine is loyalty. All, all the
1: friends that I have, you know, I would die on a cross for them. Um, and that loyalty lives with my actions. You know, when someone's in trouble, I, I'm there for them. You know, when somebody needs um, needs to be pulled out of a ditch, even if I don't know them, you know, I'm there for them uh, with my winch on my Jeep. <laughs> so it's just like your, your, your morals stem from a place of experience and they're enacted uh, sometimes through your voice and, and what you say to others, um, but
2: also with your actions. And more so with your actions, because we all have heard the saying that actions speak louder than words.
0: Yeah, we have heard that saying. I think we're going to optimistically see uh, a refreshing pace from your father. Yeah, and it'll be one of, of tax
1: decreases because... Right right now, all of the taxes for residents increased because property values increased due to the housing market, and which means that if your property is worth more, uh, the city is going to tax you more.
2: Um, that's just kind of how it works. And so who does the evaluations? I don't know, somebody in the city.
1: Um, but regardless, the one thing that I know that my dad can help with is making sure that the things that are being voted yes on are benefiting everybody and our needs of the community. Like what's the need of our community? Like I said, we need running water. We need waste management. We need plows and, and for them to salt the roads. Um, and we, we need, you know, uh, so
0: amenities, but like the necessary ones,
1: right? Like we need, we need businesses here to help alleviate taxes on residents and
2: we need uh, we need mental health workers uh, in the police force and under my dad
1: that will most certainly happen and there will be people staffed with a degree um, in some sort of mental health uh, and they'll be working with community members um, to make sure that you know they, they get to the right place, like the hospital. Um, maybe they don't need to go to the hospital. Maybe they just haven't taken their meds and their meds are at their apartment, right? So it's, it's working with these individuals to get them what they need, um, rather than just pointing a gun at them and sending them to jail, because uh, that's what happened to my brother. They pointed guns at him, sent him to jail. He was in there for three days without his medication, and then they just let him loose downtown and he was wandering around. You know how easy it would have been for some, uh, for some heroin oh, seller to give him some of his product and see if it's, if it's safe? My, da- my brother could be dead right now because they failed to assess him properly uh, by sending him to a hospital, um, and instead they sent him to a jail without any medication. That's just fucking ridiculous, and my dad won't stand for that. Um, it doesn't matter what color you are. Uh, my dad just believes in doing the right thing, no matter who you are. Um, there's actually a black business owner, um, who had a food truck and the city of Brooklyn Park was telling him, you can't have a a, a food truck, um, parked in your backyard. And so what did my dad tell him to do? He said, throw a hammock in there and call it, uh, call it a, uh, uh, what is it called? Not an RV, but like, you know what I'm talking about? Those things that hook up to a truck and, like, you live
2: in them? Trailer? Well, that's not the word for it. Because a trailer you don't live in, right? Oh, I mean, you could, but... Well, anyways, my, my dad... No,
1: not <laughs> tailgate.
0: I don't know, you'd you like a, a taco truck or something, tailgate in the back, maybe cook some burgers, have a brew. <laughs> Well, anyways, it was a food truck, and they were the
1: city was telling him, "Hey, you, you can't put this, uh, you can't put this in the back of your yard because the neighbors were complaining about it. Um, and it, and it goes against city ordinance." And so, my dad found a workaround for him so that he could keep his business. Otherwise, he would have had to sell the truck. He's got nowhere else to put it. He's a he's a black
2: business owner, um, in in a, a small community, um, so with an unfortunate roll of the dice
0: in terms of neighbors.
1: Right, right. And so my dad found a workaround for him so that he didn't have to sell off his business um, and so that, you know, he he didn't have to sell off his business. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. And that's what my dad loves doing. You know, he loves to help people.
0: Did he have to pay um, any penalties for leaving it there?
1: No, no, because it, it turned into... Uh, a motorhome or, or an RV, you know, not an RV. It's, I mean, it's, like a, it's a trailer that you live in. I
0: can't think of the... It, it turned from business to, like... It turned from, like, a um, food truck to living quarters. It, exactly. And, and
1: so, therefore, it met city ordinance. And so,
2: because my dad knew the rules, he was able to help him work around it. That passes the vibe, Chuck. Yeah. So... And I mean, my dad's the kind of guy to, to, to step into
1: harm's way or, to, you know, to help someone if, if he sees, um, sees someone's car, you know, on the, on the side of 610. Um, he, he's not the kind of guy to be like, oh, someone else will help them. You know, because you know the study of where, you know, if there's only two people around, then both of them are likely to help the individual. But if there's 50, everyone else will point fingers and be like, oh, somebody else will help them. You
2: know how that goes,
0: and so, um, as a man, you know, what would your who would your dad look to for help? Uh, God, heaven forbid, if rioting started in Brooklyn Park.
2: Uh, my dad would probably he he would probably contact the
3: what is it called
2: National Guard.
1: No, because I don't know if cities. I mean, he would have to ask, I think, the governor for that, wouldn't he? Regardless, I'm not quite sure how how all that works out, but I know my dad, and he's about law and order. He he would not stand for some bullshit happening in his city. People are going to riot and loot and shit. Oh, best believe, like, full force is coming at them. And if you're a part of that group, You better get the fuck out of Brooklyn Park or go back home because I was about to rain loose on people who are doing that shit. Because you have to understand that when we we allow something like what Minneapolis did um, here, then people will think that that kind of behavior is acceptable and that there will not be any repercussions. But if you if you have an iron fist with with law and order, then nobody's going to come to your city and riot, will they? But people, people steal shit all the time now in Minneapolis because, look, look at what happened. They called off the police. They were just able to burn down a precinct. Like, nobody did shit. And so that, that, that reinforced that behavior by saying, oh, look, we just burned down this precinct. Like, fuck you, police. Like, what are you guys going to do about it? Nothing. So then they, they, what are they doing? They're doing it again.
0: Yeah, monkey, see, monkey. Well, that, that's very... That's, that's live ammo right there. I can't even say that.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, l- let's be honest. People
1: are are not rioting and looting over what happened um, to George Floyd, to any of these people. People are just take, making excuses um, and, and using that as a reason uh, to go and do dirty shit.
0: It's like a rated T for teen purge.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I mean think about it. Think about it. Oh, I want, I want a new pair of shoes, and look what's happening down in Minneapolis. Everyone's stealing shit. Alright, I'm on my way. You know, free shoes. And this is what's going on in people's heads, because cause with our generation, the work ethic has gone down. You know, people stay at a job for all of a month before they fucking quit without giving two weeks leave, or two weeks notice. So, You know, our work ethic is already pretty bad. And so people are just, people are are going mad. And not just that, I do have some sympathy for people who've been laid off because of the strict COVID rules, um, because businesses aren't able to to pay their employees. So people are going out of work. uh, And hence, you know, what do you expect them to do? Um, They've got nothing better to do. And on top of that, they need money. And perhaps their stimulus check hasn't come, or they don't know how to file for unemployment because they're uneducated. A bunch of different factors can contribute to why these
2: people feel the need to not obey laws and orders. I wish someone would just like. Is there a. Why isn't racism just illegal? Because it deals with free will.
0: You cannot control someone's free will. Like, you can't, like, control, like, someone choosing, like, this binary option.
1: Yeah, and that's why I don't understand the Black Lives Matters protest, because there's no, there's no actions aside from them trying to control someone else's free will. And let me tell you, when something like burning the, the Minneapolis precinct happens, a racist is going to become even more racist. You did nothing to try and change that racist. You know what I'm saying? And, and how can you change a racist? I don't know. Maybe if I had prejudice against black people, the way to change it is by having black people show me that they're just like me. If a black person can show me that, that, that they're just like me, then why would I be racist to them? You know what I mean? And I've been lucky to have such experiences with all ethnic groups that I have no prejudice towards any group. And I'm able to not be ignorant um, and, and, and say, you know, oh, black people are thugs or, you know, Asians are thugs or, you know, whatever it might be, because I've had good experiences. Um, and I've also had bad experiences. You know, I've had bad experiences with white people. I've been robbed by a white person. I've only been robbed once, and it was by a white person. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I understand that, that there's good and bad people Regardless of race, but the problem is, is that racist and people who are prejudiced who have had experiences with certain races that are majority bad, which, which gives them um, ignorance in in the sense of oh, because of their color, they're bad, you know, and and it goes for all races. Uh, You know, there's a there's somebody of every race
2: who has a uh, a prejudice that is ignorant. Yeah.
0: I just hope we're not going to the giver dystopia. You know, What's no, that? Have you read The Giver? No. Or maybe I think it's actually a movie too. It's it would be convenient. It's about this uh dystopia parallel universe of everybody has to wake up when they wake up out the on their way out the door they get needle prick, it's a little shot keeps all the emotion uh represented in the movie through color. Uh, suppressed and then this kid avoids his shot by like sliding an apple underneath this pin avoids his shot starts seeing colors starts getting emotions and then he's introduced to the giver the giver uh is the main character i guess well no support character of the story but he slowly reveals to this protagonist all the stuff that humanity chose to exclude from your daily shot so when you get your daily shot you Uh, submit yourself and you don't remember all this stuff that the giver remembers like war uh, famine uh, you know disgusting like human like excrement like all the bad shit humans do he's in charge of keeping that in his memory bank so the guys that take the shot don't have to suffer interesting I don't know what made me think of that but
2: yeah I don't think society's coming
1: to uh, to that
0: no, but, I don't uh, think I think that's like a like a watching too many movies kind of yeah. fear. Like you can develop any fear along those lines if you just like swim in the big bath of movies of, on Netflix. Yeah, for sure. Anything's gonna happen. You know, the
1: the one thing that I do think society is moving towards um that is going to be very hard to fix is relations between community members and police because like we said earlier you've got law you've got the law and order that the police are um where it's the police's job to to uh, uphold those laws and orders Um, and you've got community members that don't always follow those rules whether they're you know a true criminal or whether they just have mental health issues in my eyes, you know, it's going to be a hard fix with all the propaganda from the news where you don't see the good things that cops are doing these days. You just like I can't tell you the last time I heard a story in the news that, you know, was was pro cop or like oh this cop is a good cop and and that's leading us down a path of of ignorance where people think that, you know, all these cops are bad, inherently racist and if I get pulled over, you know I'm probably gonna die. Um, and the thing that I think is scary about that is when you go back to our mental health conversation where we talked about, you know how how you know a human being is just energy um, in a physical form, um, you know, and how your thoughts you know tap into the Earthly realm of energy, and you know make you attract things and all that, maybe you're attracting it upon yourself to die at a traffic stop, you know and, and that's what I find scary about about a lot of the propaganda that's going out there is low-key it's it's making people think in a way that it's gonna get them killed. Like could you imagine if I think every single day I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, and I tell that to myself, oh, if I get pulled over, I'm gonna die, oh the cops are gonna kill me because I'm black, I'm gonna die like these thoughts are told over and over and over again in the form of, of stories um, that news outlets decide to tell. And in turn, it's, it's hurting that community more than it is helping when you look at it on an energetical uh,
2: level. Like recycling the um, morbidity agenda.
0: Yeah. I guess that's a really way, efficient way of putting it. Recycling the morbidity agenda is like making people uh, keep rolling and rolling down these ditches of, you know, swerving off of the track of, I want to say wealth, but in the way of health, like, happy body, happy mind, that's how I feel, like, your health is your wealth. Uh, people swerve out of that because they're bombarded with propaganda.
2: That is negative towards, their, towards, towards
1: who they are. Uh, and you know, in, in this specific case of, of police and, and community members, I would say that it's affecting the black community uh, more than anything because you know, they're seeing all of this stuff happen in the news. But are they seeing the traffic stop where the black guy drove away? know because it wasn't bad it it wasn't bad right so it's not going to be covered
0: success stories
1: right you you didn't see the 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 firefighter that went into the house and and saved you know three black children um speaking of my dad is actually uh, a retired firefighter of brooklyn park and he served part-time uh for 20 years so um he was a specialist um with the jaws of life which is something that is used to cut open cars. Um, so when somebody got into a serious car accident, um, he, he was sent, um, and he was also EMS trained, or EMT trained, sorry, not EMS, um, which means that he's got you know, medical expertise to help on scene before an ambulance uh, gets there. Um, and so he saved countless of lives. He's also been in house fires and saved people there but all around, my, my dad has been about serving this community and for doing what's right. Uh, and right now, what's right is getting mental health staffers on board police, uh, the police force and getting, um, getting our taxes lowered because there's no need for us to be adding things to the budget that are only affecting
2: a small portion of our community. Well said. I think seeing somebody that's
0: um you know I, there's two different vibes you can get from someone just point blank it's are they gonna fuck me or like does it feel like i'm fucking them by letting them become like a, a career politician because you know there's some people that want to become politicians because they understand how uh easy it is to just accidentally get corrupted and there's a lot of opportunity and corruption there's also yeah. like the, the the other crowd i don't think every politician's evil. I think there's people with good intentions. People that see a problem, uh, a situation, and instead of like looking at it or commenting about it, just running towards it. Right. I mean, I think firefighting is an indicative sign of which, which side your father's on, and that's my final word on uh, the opinion side. Yeah. So, tomorrow is actually the last day to vote.
1: So if you haven't already, you should get out and vote, you know, whether it's for my dad or not. You should, you should express uh, your opinion on the city level with your vote. Um, because we've got, you know, I think it's close to, you know, 80,000 residents, something like that. But in, in the mayor's race, you're only going to get maybe like 20,000 votes total. So there's a lot of people who are not partaking um, that should be um, and you know if everyone heard that message and went out and voted um you know it it might have a different result uh in the election yeah but city i
0: think be the change you want to see is a very important like like there is no better time for that message than literally today when you're hearing this be the change you want to be
1: yeah and uh city hall is right off of 85th you can look it up on google maps um very easy to get to uh and even if you're not a registered voter, it's really easy. You can go in there and they'll help you get registered.
2: Um, you'll just need a form of ID. Um, and, and, and that's it. But City Hall is open uh,
1: from 6 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. So, so what you're you... saying
0: is if they don't go out and vote, they want to see the city burn.
1: Uh, Yeah, or they want to see their taxes increased. And let me tell you, it it does affect um, apartment residents too, because if the property tax goes up, guess who's paying for it? Not the person who owns the building. It's going to the residents of the apartment in the form of rent. So you do not want your property and taxes to increase, uh, because it just means more money out of your pockets and more money. Um,
2: for for people within your community um, that that isn't, you know, the majority?
0: My community is monkeys. <laughs>
2: to the monkeys
0: that understand... Ape Nation. Ape Nation. Uh, to the monkeys that understand the printer go Brr. Um Like, America has been, like, a lard lately, and it needs to tighten the belt. Um, this podcast personally was my contribution in in the fight to tighten the belt and make america lean, not overweight you know i wanted to be strong uh, like uh, nothing no body shaming um i think i think there shouldn't be any form of like you know like Um, bullying when you're trying to lose weight, like that has nothing to do with it. But America has some loose weight and it needs to burn that off. We need to tighten the belts, we don't need to spend more, we need to generate more. Um, yeah, I think, like, you're, I I think, I think we think, uh, with similar levels of optimism. I don't think we are pessimistic people, but we do see pessimistic things. Um, well. I'll be I'll, if if I, if I was a resident of Brooklyn Park, I'd be voting for for thought family.
1: Yeah, because I mean, my dad isn't a career politician. He's he a doesn't take any endorsements. I, firefighters
0: yeah. are cool. That's it. Yeah. From from, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I just I'm passionate <laughs> about people that save people.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, there is one more story, um, that I want uh to be included and um the story goes like this so since my dad uh, was on uh, what was staffed as a firefighter in in the city of brooklyn park um, he knew the ins and outs of uh, what was going on within the fire department and the um he actually got the uh fire chief to resign and he did that by calling him out for fraud. So let me tell you what the, police, the, the fire chief was doing. Um, he was taking uh, fire equipment and giving it to his nonprofit in Zimbabwe or, or some uh, northern African country. Oh, sure. Yep. And that was coming out of taxpayer, taxpayers' pockets, right? Um, and my dad was the only one who knew about it and the only one who was looking into it on the, on the council. Um, and so this is, this is thousands of dollars of taxpayer dollars that are now going to his nonprofit um, of, of people that he knew within the Brooklyn Park community. And so when he called him out for it um, and, was, and he was starting to get in trouble because my dad knew just the right questions to ask him uh, when the, the fire chief was at the council and they were asking him questions, he knew just the right questions to ask because there's certain things that the fire chief should know, but guess what? He didn't know. And my dad knew he didn't know. So he would phrase the questions in a way where he would be like, Oh, I, I don't know. Well, you're you're the fire chief. You should know these things. Right. And so long story short, he, he called out the fire chief for the fraud uh, and the fire chief ended up resigning because if he didn't, uh, there would have been a case opened against him, and it and it would have ruined his reputation. Uh, so he he ended up resigning, and he brought his pawns to the council uh, to grill my dad and call him a bully. Um, and the he was he was on city council at this time, and the mayor actually called for my dad's resignation for calling him out for fraud, which shows which shows you that. The mayor was working with uh, this organization, and a few members of the council, including the mayor, actually went with the fire chief on a trip uh, to whatever African country this was um, because they were giving them equipment and stuff. And so they were all basically paid for by the fire chief um, to go on this trip, and it's just a bunch of bullshit. And, And it just goes to show the kind of shit that's been going on in our city. Um, and the kind of stuff that my dad just doesn't tolerate because it affects taxpayers. He's the taxpayer, right? And so and he has he has a business here. It's a multi million dollar business. So he knows how to run the council like a business. Um, and he's not gonna he's not gonna waste everyone's money like the previous administrations had. So yeah. I just wanted to add in that note that he stopped fraud from happening in the city. And the police chief was just a fucking doorknob. I mean, they did a controlled <laughs> burn on a house. And the dude fucking melted the side of, of, a, of the neighboring house. And so the city then had to pay for, the,
0: for, the, for new siding on that house. Um, I can fix the fire department if you want, bro. Just make houses out of bricks again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're doing a controlled burn, I, I, that's not very effective.
0: Oh, I'm, yeah. That, it, fire isn't effective on bricks either.
1: Yeah. So so yeah I just I just thought that was really cool because you know he he sat up there and he just took the shit from all of the all of the pawns um who happened to be of that of that ethnicity of the group they were helping um in Africa so they were just they they knew what was going on and they knew it was fraudulent but they didn't care because it was helping their families back home and so um my dad wasn't standing for it because uh you know, if he if he wants to start a donation, um that that's great, but don't take from the taxpayers
2: who didn't sign up for that shit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I pa- pass gratuity to your dad from me. I will. Although I don't pay taxes in Brooklyn Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> corruption should be exposed. I know of any corruption, boy. I would I would definitely
1: I'm yeah,
3: and anybody who, yeah, and anybody
1: who was paying attention to those meetings, um, where my dad was getting grilled uh, for being a quote unquote bully, um, you know, they understand that you know what this city needs a bully. We need somebody who's going to call people out for for you know their their fraudulent actions and and you know not stand
2: for the bullshit.
0: Yeah. So, I think it's disgusting to um spend. Like, I don't know, when you start talking about other countries, like, what's up? Are our tax dollars sponsoring our, well, since we're the country, our competition? I don't know. It it, it don't make sense. It looks goofy either which way you look at it. Don't be corrupt. Right.
2: Any, do you have any final words before, before we start to roll it in? Um. I have another question I wrote down. Yeah, go ahead.
0: This one sounds like very corporate jargon uh, on second glance, but whatever.
2: How do you plan to involve residents in the decision-making process? Well, residents can be involved in the decision-making process by electing the proper uh,
1: officials or, you know, let's say that there's two candidates running and you're like, I don't like either of them. You know, they're both going to be raising my taxes or, you know, scummy, whatever it might be. Um, then, you know, have, have somebody that you think is better run, you know. Talk, talk to, I mean, it's 18 to run, and I could run if I wanted to. Um, so, you know, have, have somebody run who you think would do a good job up there. And the other thing is, you can show up to council meetings. You can talk to the city council members. You can talk to the mayor. You know, so
0: information by, I didn't know. Just to yeah. like, I just, just to put it out there, I didn't know that some of you don't know that too. So you can attend council meetings. Yeah,
1: um, actually, you don't even have to go. They're on, uh, they're on TV. They're on your local local
2: channels, um, and I, I can't remember when they meet. Um, I think I think they meet on Mondays
0: um it's
2: for the city council every, meeting
0: yeah, it's probably different for every city
1: yeah but i think for brooklyn park it's mondays because i recall watching them on mondays um but you know my dad for example has a website um mark meta for mayor um and on there he's got his his cell number because um, my dad doesn't really do email um he doesn't want to text back and forth he wants to call people, you know, ask what questions they have, what what problems are they having, and he wants to help them, uh, in one phone call, um,
2: and and that's how my dad rolls, you know. He likes helping people at one phone call at a time.
0: Sounds like a man, honestly. That phone yeah, he's number kind of a goat. Is, is literally a personal touch, and if if yeah, I don't know. My opinion has has been established on this. I'm sure the audience, the the listener has made up their mind on whether or not you know binary options but you have said what you have to offer i provoked i tried to provoke questions that maybe someone else has because like in school that was the best thing i was uh, i was the best at you know asking the question that like the three other kids that were really far behind uh couldn't ask because of anxiety or whatever so I hope this, essentially, I hope this was productive for you, the audience. Um, and Max, thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, empower somebody to make literal change. Like, it's actually, like, refreshing that I'm able to help the community, in my eyes. Yeah, and thanks
1: for having a platform that I can come and talk to, to, you know, get people to go out and vote for change, you know, because... I've seen the same old bullshit happening with with tax raises and and pointless programs that taxpayers have to pay for um, when there's only, you know, basic essential things that the city needs. And when there's problems like uh, like with the police, well, okay, how do we tackle this? Oh, it looks like a large portion of people who are being uh, arrested and sent to jail have mental health disorders. So let's get some mental health people staffed. I mean, problems are quite simple to fix. When you have the right person on board, uh, and my dad is that person. i mean, he's he's created he's created me into a really good problem solver. Um, and I'd love to solve problems
2: because of my upbringing. So
0: does your dad have a slogan? <laughs>
2: That's yeah, I don't think he does.
1: It's <laughs> kind of funny that you ask. i should I should bring that up to him.
0: We can edit it in if if it's anytime soon. Yeah. Um, well shoot, you wanna you wanna
2: take this baby to touchdown? Yeah, I mean I, I don't think I've got any more final thoughts. Um just get to you vote go. tomorrow if you can and... and uh and as always, listen harder. Listen harder. Oh shoot. I hit the wrong red button. <laughs> <laughs>